So an aquarium needs a laboratory because we need to make sure that the water is as safe as we can make it for our animals. We want to mimic what they could live in in the ocean and that we have the same kind of levels of nutrients and um, important elements in that water as they would be getting in the wild. So we want to make sure that we have a laboratory that can test that, make sure that they're still there, and um, at the same time, employ important quality control and quality assurance to make sure that our laboratory is analyzing them as accurately as possible. And we try to use the same types of methods and instrumentations as you would find in a professional laboratory. So many of the things that we test for in the water are things that could cause health problems for the animals. Basically, in an aquarium, you've got fish living, eating in the same water that they are, are excreting waste into. So we want to make sure that we don't have too much waste product buildup and that the water is clean for them. So some of that involves things like the ammonia that they excrete, just like humans and other animals will excrete urea, fish will excrete ammonia. And so we want to make sure that that is being handled and filtered out of the tank. So that is one of the major things that we test for, as well as things like pH and the salinity of the water. Um, and just make sure that we're as close to our ideal conditions as possible. When, when a water quality result is outside of our established parameters, what we'll do is we'll immediately notify the staff who takes care of that particular exhibit. It could be a life support technician, it could be an aquarist, it could be a mammologist. It just kind of depends on the situation. And what we'll do is we'll put our heads together to see if we could troubleshoot the problem. If they know of anything that's been going on that could affect it, then we'll consider that. We will also examine the life support components and double check to make sure that that is working and functioning properly. So when, when I was in, in middle school or so, I, I loved to participate in science fairs. Um, I just loved the, the process of asking a question and then trying to come up with a series of, of tests and ways to kind of answer that. And when I was in, in middle school, there was one project where I was testing bacteria levels with rainfall. And there was a laboratory that helped me out with some of that testing. And they let me come into their laboratory. And when I, when I was there, I just loved seeing all the high-tech equipment. I loved seeing the ways that they recorded numbers even. And um, just seeing them in the lab coats working, I thought, this is something I could do. And um, it just kind of stuck with me as an image in my head of just a really interesting, meaningful kind of career. And so when I went into college and I was thinking, what should I do with my life? I thought, why don't, why don't I give that a shot? And so it was, it was really an interesting career choice, but it really hit hard from when I, when I went to that laboratory at that time. It was really interesting and I couldn't, I couldn't forget it. So advice that I would give a young woman who is interested in studying um, chemistry, particularly in marine science, is, um, you know, when we think about famous scientists, most of us think about famous male scientists, such as like Einstein, Newton, Tesla, and there's not too many um, women that, that women can really identify with. So it's important, I think, for young women to find a female mentor that they can associate with and, and, and kind of envision themselves as a female scientist and have them kind of help guide them. I think that really helps the more um, female scientists we get out there and as role models, then the more other females will want to go into it.